Hey, grown-ups, warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Factor has a menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So, no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Head to factormeals.com slash tales50. That's T-A-L-E-S 5-0. And use code tales50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code tales50 at factormeals.com. Dot com slash tales 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey grown-ups, I have something exciting to share with you. There's a brand new kids podcast out now that I think you're going to love. It's called Mysteries About True Histories. This show is perfect if you love adventures, solving riddles, and maybe even some wacky math problems. But I need a little help from some new friends to tell you more. Max and Molly, take it away. From the creators of Who Smarted, Starglow Media comes a brand new podcast called Mysteries About True Histories. Uh, does that sound serious enough? Uh, Max, we only have 30 seconds for this promo. Just tell them how your mysterious aunt recruited us into a secret order of problem solvers who travel time and have epic adventures. I don't have to. You just did. Catch new episodes of Mysteries About True Histories every Thursday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Tailblazers. I'm Rebecca Cunningham, and this is Girl Tales a kid's podcast of feminist stories for a new generation. Before we get started, I'd like to wish a very happy birthday to Willow and Maisie in Florida. Willow and Maisie, I hope you have awesome birthdays. Grownups, if you would like to hear your child's name at the top of our next tale, head to patreon.com slash girltales and donate today. Now on to our episode. This is Una and the Enchanted Cave. Enjoy! I'd like to tell you about a friend of mine. Well, actually I've told you about her before. Her name is Una Cliffwood. And she has a pet unicorn named Nikki. But did I ever tell you about how Una met Nikki in the first place? No? Well, don't mind if I do. You might remember this little fact about Una. She is loud. She laughs loudly. She sings loudly. She even sleeps loudly. Her mom, Rapunzel, runs a hair salon in the basement of their house. And Una has a really hard time keeping quiet during business hours. At best, a bellow from Una can be nothing but a slight amusement to the hair salon's clientele. Or at worst, it can ruin an entire haircut. She once stomped so loudly, it made her mom jump as she was holding a pair of buzz cutters over Mr. Cuthbert's head. 
Let's just say the inverted mohawk wasn't exactly what he asked for. So, it wasn't uncommon for Rapunzel to hand her daughter a pocket watch and ask her to go play outside. To make sure Una didn't lose track of time and forget to return home, Rapunzel would set the alarm to go off at 5 o'clock p.m. sharp. Una would do as she was told and march outside, eager to explore the wonders of the woods. Not only was Una loud, but she was very curious. Wandering in the woods was one of her favorite things to do, especially because she could be as loud as she wanted without bothering anyone. With the pocket watch safely tucked in her pocket, Una set out on her journey, ready for whatever surprises the woods might hold. Little did she know that this day would turn out to be unlike any other, and that her loud spirit and curious nature would change her life forever. She skipped along the path, singing one of her favorite songs, when she saw a tiny little man sleeping on a bed of roses. Rebel girl, you are the queen of my world. Huh? As she tried her best to quietly glance at him from a distance, she felt a tickle in her nose, and that led to a very loud sneeze. Which woke the little man from his slumber. He popped up, caught eyes with Una, and began to run. Hey, I'm sorry I scared you. You don't have to run away. Una, being the curious kid she was, decided to follow him. Generally, if someone is trying to run away from you, it's best to respect their boundaries and let them go. But Una hadn't learned that lesson yet. So she followed him past trees and bushes and bramble for what felt like miles. Just as she was out of breath and ready to give up, he fell right into the earth, just disappeared. Plop! Una raced toward the spot where the little man had vanished, her heart pounding with anticipation. When she arrived, she saw a dark hole in the ground, just big enough for her to peek inside. She got down on her hands and knees, and as she peered down, she heard a faint, tinkling whistle and felt a breeze caress her face. The sound was so soft and sweet, like a secret melody just for her, and the breeze was so cool and refreshing, as if carrying with it a message from a far-off land. Una realized that this was no ordinary hole in the ground. In that moment, the hole began to close up. There was only one thing left to do in Una's mind. She took out her pocket watch. 12.06 p.m. She had plenty of time left for an adventure. So she plopped herself into the hole, just like the little man had done. Una was falling down, down, down. That magical breeze sent her hair in all sorts of directions. This was fun, Una thought. It was like parachuting down the laundry chute that went from the upstairs hallway in her house to the laundry room next to her mom's salon. But a thousand times more fun. Wahoo! Una cried out, her voice echoing in the darkness as she continued her wild descent. Una kept falling, completely unafraid. That was what I always loved most about her, her bravery. She was filled with a sense of wonder and excitement, eager to discover what lay at the bottom of the tunnel. Oof! 
Una landed on a soft bed of roses like she had seen the man sleeping on earlier. And lo and behold, there he was, standing right next to her. He had a fluffy white beard and wore a small pointy green hat on his head. Una looked up at him in wonder as he adjusted his tiny glasses, perched on the tip of his nose. He gave her a stern glance with his arms crossed and his tiny toes tapping impatiently. Well, I guess you're here now, the little man said to Una in a voice as sharp as his hat. By my beard and pointy hat, Charlie, exclaimed the little man in frustration. You just had to go prancing through the forest in search of sunshine, didn't you? You couldn't be content to stay snug and safe in the enchanted cave, minding your own beeswax. And now, thanks to your wandering ways, you've got a curious little girl on your hands. Gosh dang it, Charlie. Since you're the one who let her here, it looks like you're the lucky gnome who gets to send her on the very special cave mission. Them's the rules, Charlie. Them's the rules, the man muttered. Who's Charlie? Enchanted cave? What mission? Una asked the little man. Ugh, I'm Charlie, the little man said. He had been talking to himself the whole time. Charlie Flyswatter, the gnome guard? Ever hear of me? Ugh, guess not. You, little girl, are far too curious. Most humans walk by that hole in the ground and think nothing of it. You pay too much attention. For 600 years, I've managed to keep humans at bay. But then along comes a curious girl like you to break my record. Ugh, I'll never hear the end of it from the other gnomes. But fine, if you're so keen on exploring, you're in for a very special cave mission. So hold on to your hat and watch your step, because this gnome means business. But I don't have a hat to hold on to. No hat? Ugh, humans. They just walk around with naked heads all day. Not my problem. Keep it moving, kid. Charlie turned on his heel and started walking with Una not far behind him. For the first time in a long time, Una got quiet. Where was Charlie leading her? And what sort of mission did this special cave require? Una found herself in a room of crystals and what looked like tiny little bats. Except these bats were sort of translucent and not at all like bats she had seen before. This is the crystal bat and map room of the enchanted cave. It is where you will begin your mission. Here is one crystal. Put it in your pocket. Do not lose it or you will be sorry. Una cautiously took the glowing neon green crystal and put it in her pocket next to her mother's watch. Three of the bats will come along with you to help you on your mission. They don't like loud noises, so keep it quiet when you're around them. Their names are Andrew, Andrew, and Andrew. Why are they all named Andrew? Because that's what their name tags say. Una tried to see their name tags, but if they were there, they were as translucent as the bats themselves. And here is the map. Charlie waved his hand and all around Una, a map began to illuminate along the walls and the ceiling of the cave. It looked very complicated. 
Don't even bother trying to memorize this map. You will never be able to keep it in that puny human brain of yours anyway. It is the Andrews' job to remember it. You just need to follow them, and for the love of all things enchanted, do it quietly. But what's the mission? And why am I going on it? Una yelled out. I said quiet! And listen here, you curious girl. Long, long ago, when the land above you was called Akva Nova, and not fresh poop or whatever you foolish humans call it, a powerful wizard cast a curse on this cave and the precious treasure that lay in its depths. The treasure was meant to be protected because humans stopped being curious. It could only be saved by a curious and courageous soul. The wizard entrusted me to guard this cave and its secret treasure with my life. But somehow you have managed to barge in here, uninvited and unannounced. I don't think you have what it takes to claim the treasure of the enchanted cave, but them's the rules, Charlie. Them's the rules. Just remember, you'll need to be both curious and courageous to succeed. Don't say I didn't warn you. Best of luck, I guess. And with that, Charlie turned on his other heel and waddled away, leaving Una with the Andrew baths and the crystal in her pocket. The map on the walls slowly faded away as Charlie the gnome disappeared into the darkness. Suddenly, the Andrews flew past her face. She couldn't really see them, but she could feel them. Una, fearless and curious as she was, began to run after them down the narrow halls of the cave. As she kept going, the cave got darker and darker. She worried she wouldn't be able to sense the Andrews anymore. So she yelled out, Hey, Andrews, slow down! And her voice echoed loudly. Well, that was not a good idea. Because remember, the Andrew bats did not like loud noises. They screeched and flew past Uma, back in the direction of the bat crystal and map room. Oh no, Una whispered. Now what am I gonna do? Una couldn't see a thing, and that map was far too complicated for her to remember on her own. She needed the Andrew bats as her guides. Think, Una, think, she said to herself. What could she do at this point? All she had were the clothes on her back, the crystal, and her pocket watch. The crystal, that's it. It was a glowing crystal. She pulled it out of her pocket and held it in front of her. It lit up the cave. She looked around. There were only two ways to go, back to where she came from or continue forward. Fear started to creep in, but Una reminded herself that even the bravest of girls get scared sometimes. With a deep breath, she held the crystal tightly in her hand and continued forward, ready for whatever lay ahead. She cautiously walked down the slippery, narrow paths of the cave, sometimes having to crawl because the ceiling was so low. But she persisted until a glimmer of light began to appear and she heard the sound of rushing water. 
As the cave opened up, Una was astonished to see a river flowing parallel to her, with a magnificent creature standing on its banks. It was a centaur, a being with the upper body of a woman and the lower body of a horse. Una had only read about them in her books about ancient Greece. The centaur wore a cowgirl hat and a vest, while casually munching on a piece of wheat. With a mix of wonder and caution, Una slowly approached the centaur. Howdy, the name's Cheryl, and I reckon you're the one Charlie was talking about. Ain't had nobody come round these parts in a dog's age. It's mighty fine to make your acquaintance. So what do you go by, little partner? Una, Una yelled out. For goodness sakes, girl, you sure are a hollering one, ain't ya? Now listen up. We gotta cross this here river if you wanna get to where you're going. Ain't no way round it. Lucky for you, I'm a darn good swimmer. Just hop on my back and I'll ferry you across. Holy smokes, Una was going to ride a centaur. That was amazing, a dream come true. Una stepped up to Cheryl, ready to climb on her back. Wait just a minute there now, partner. You'll have to pay the toll. Can't let you cross without it no how. It's just the way things work round these parts. But Una didn't have any money to give Cheryl the centaur. I ain't particular about the type of payment, darling. It could be something valuable or something useful, like a tool or a trinket. So what do you got for me? Think, Una, think, Una cried out. She pulled out what she had left in her pockets, the crystal and the pocket watch her mother gave her. That's a mighty pretty watch you got there. I could use it to tell the time. There ain't much else to do round these parts. That'd make a fine toll payment. Oh, no, I can't give you that. It's, it's my mom's. Well, shucks. I reckon I could take that uh, glowing crystal. It sure is sparkly-like. Una wasn't sure what to do. She needed the crystal to light the way since she no longer had the Andrews to guide her. But she couldn't give Cheryl the centaur her mom's pocket watch. She'd be furious with her. She gritted her teeth and handed the crystal to Cheryl, who happily took it and placed it in her vest pocket. Yeehaw! What a treasure! Now don't dilly-dally, Una. Time's a-wastin'. Hop on! Cheryl bent down and Una did just that. Cheryl and Una made their way across the river with ease, like Cheryl had done this a million times before. When they made their way to the other side, Una hopped off, and Cheryl smiled and tipped her hat and made her way back to the other side of the river, awaiting the next curious girl to make her way across. Una couldn't help but feel grateful for this kind stranger who helped her on her journey, even if she did take her crystal. Una was determined to keep going, even though the darkness was making it difficult. She tried waving her arms around, but it was no use. Crawling on her hands and knees hurt after a while, and Una was starting to feel frustrated. Suddenly, she let out a scream of frustration her voice echoing in all directions. In that moment, 
it occurred to her how loud she really was. Now don't get me wrong, being loud was one of Una's best qualities, but there are some moments where you just have to get quiet. And this was that moment. So she sat down, cross-legged, and focused on her breathing, hoping for a solution to present itself. As she sat there, she was startled by the sound of squeaking. It was the Andrew bats. Una's quiet stillness had brought them back to her. She couldn't help but feel excited, but she knew she needed to stay quiet and focused. As she got up, she noticed there was something different about the Andrew bats this time. They were wearing goggles? That was odd. But she got up to follow them anyway. As she did this, Una realized that the ground below her began to slope. The smooth surface of the floor below her turned into what felt like snow? How is that possible in a cave? But there wasn't time to question things. Una was no longer walking down this cave. She was full on skiing with the Andrew bats flying right next to her. That's what those goggles were for. They were ski goggles. Down, down, down. The slope was steep, but Una felt the thrill of the ride. She spread her arms and whooped with delight as she zigzagged through the icy tunnels. Woohoo! Yeah! This is fun! Lights started to glow all around her. Una's heart pounded with excitement as she picked up speed, the wind whipping through her hair. She could see the end of the slope in sight, but what was waiting for her at the bottom? There was only one way to find out. Una leaned forward, picking up even more speed. And then she finally reached the bottom, crashing into a giant snowbank with a mouthful of snow. She spit it out, got up, and looked around her. It was a room entirely made of snow, like a winter wonderland. And at the center of it was a very small snow globe. She went to it and picked it up curious. Inside the snow globe was unmistakably a unicorn, and on the base of the snow globe, she read the words, shake if you're curious. Without hesitation, she gave the snow globe a gentle shake, and suddenly the snow around her began to twirl and dance. She watched in wonder as the snowflakes created a magical whirlwind, and the unicorn inside the globe seemed to come to life. Una was in awe. She cautiously stepped up to pet this new friend, and he whinnied at her. (laughs) Someone was disrupting this magical moment. It was Charlie, the gnome guard. Well, 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 you had to go and stick your nose where it didn't belong. But I'll be darned if it didn't pay off for you. Congratulations, girl. You've earned yourself a new friend, Nikki the Unicorn. But I gotta admit, you're the first human with the wits, bravery, and curiosity that I've seen who's got what it takes to protect and care for a magical creature like Nikki. And trust me, he'll return the favor tenfold. So take care of him, Una, and don't you go thinking he's just some pet. He's a magical creature with a mind of his own. But if anyone can handle him, it's you. 
Thank you, Charlie. I'll take good care of him. I, I promise. Just as Una was starting to feel like she could stay in that magical snow cave forever, she heard a loud... It was the alarm on her pocket watch. She checked the time. Five o'clock. Suddenly, the snow started to melt, and the cave began to fade away. Along with Charlie Flyswatter the Gnome Guard, the Andrew Bats, Cheryl the Centaur in the River, and the Map Bat and Crystal Room. But Una didn't feel sad, because this time she wasn't alone. She had her new friend, Nikki the Unicorn, with her. With a skip in her step, Una led Nikki out of the woods and towards home, singing her favorite song at the top of her lungs. Every now and then she would quiet down, worried that her singing might bother Nikki. But he didn't seem to mind. It was the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Una and the Enchanted Cave Written and performed by Rebecca Cunningham Produced by Maria Wortel Executive produced by Rebecca Cunningham Girl Tales is a Cordelia Studios production Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts And grown-ups, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram Thank you for listening, and remember, I believe in you. Yeah.